Welcome to Modern Ancestral Mamas, a podcast for mamas created by mamas. We discuss ancestral food, cooking, feeding our families, and holistic living with the everyday modern mom. We are Corey and Christine, two mamas on a mission to nourish our families holistically while keeping it real in today's crazy world. Follow us on this adventure and enjoy the stories and information we share. Welcome back to Modern Ancestral Mamas. I am Christine from Nourish the Littles, and I'm joined by Corey um, for Nutrient's Sake. We took a little bit of a break the past few weeks. Um, there were some busy life happenings going on. Uh, Corey was moving, and she was doing an out-of-state move. She moved from Maryland to Georgia, and I went on a few vacations with my family And we honestly, we're moms, we're stay-at-home moms, and it's sometimes not possible to do it all. And so we had to take a break. So we hope that you guys um, understand and are excited for the episodes that we have coming up for the second half of the year, which are really, really exciting. Yeah. um, I think it's, you know, this is a project that you and I are just doing kind of on the side Um, and we love doing it, but sometimes life takes over. So thank you to everybody for grace and patience. And we're back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Totally agree with that. I think it's important to keep it real. Um, And the real life story is we are busy moms. <laughs> and sometimes podcasting gets shoved to the bottom of our to-do lists. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we are back with, I don't know, what is this? The fifth um, addition to our, so. yeah, installment to our um, specific meals uh not posts, episodes. Um, so we've done breakfast, lunch, dinner, desserts, and now we're doing drinks. So um, we're planning on probably tackling snacks. Uh, and if anybody has ideas on that or on other things like specific meals that you'd like to hear about on the show, send us a message on Instagram or um, write a podcast, or what am I trying to say? Write a review. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can write a review if you have a specific topic that you want us to talk about. But yeah, so this is the drink episode, and we start every episode with a question related to the topic of the show. So since today we're talking about drinks, Corey... What did your kids drink today? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe what did you drink today? I don't know. I think it was fairly similar. This is going to be a show where my tongue doesn't work. Um, (laughs) It was similar, except that I had coffee. So for breakfast, they had a kefir smoothie. Um. Mm -hmm. 
we went out today. We were out pretty much the whole day. So we brought along water. And at lunch, my parents took us out for lunch and at this really cute little um, side of the road barbecue place here in Georgia. And the options were like soda and water and um, iced tea. So the problem with the water where we live is that it tastes like sulfur. It tastes terrible. So almost any time that you go, yeah. Um, it's disgusting. It's really bad. <laughs> Anytime you go out to dinner or, a, you know, a meal, I don't make my kids drink the water because it's just undrinkable. So they got um, unsweetened iced tea. They did ask me if they could get sweet. <laughs> I did put my foot down. Um, and then, let's see, the rest of the day... Oh, we picked up our raw milk, so we had raw milk with dinner. Nice. Could you? you, Well, question real quick. Okay. If you were at like a restaurant or something, could you ask for bottled water or like a mineral water, maybe? Yeah, I think you definitely could do that at some of the restaurants. This hole in the wall barbecue spot. Mm Yeah. No, (laughs) not much. Yeah. 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 When we were visiting, which. Um, I guess it's a little bit of a side note, but I did go to Georgia and I did visit Corey um, for a hot second. <laughs> and then uh, we stayed on St. Simon's Island, which she recommended. But anyway, she's totally right. The water tastes like sulfur and we ended up having to get bottled water and like large water jugs because, I mean, you could even just smell it sometimes when you were like in the shower. Um it's an yeah, really or interesting. Washing dishes. It's not. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm not familiar with that. That's not to say Dallas water is good at all, but <laughs> at least it doesn't have that smell. Um. But anyway, I digress. So, what do we drink today? So normally we are pretty boring, and we drink water the majority of the time, unless they my kids ask for raw milk, um, which they get about two glasses of raw milk a day or so. Um, but today in the middle of the day, I kind of felt like it would be fun to have strawberry milk. So I made, I just took raw milk, blended it with strawberries, raw egg yolks. I added coconut oil, a little bit of bee pollen, a little bit of maple syrup. What else? Oh, cream. And then just blended it all together. And they had like a strawberry milkshake-ish kind of. Um, and that was really delicious. I think it's summertime and it just makes you, you know, all of the abundance of just like the fruit and the extreme heat. And you're like, oh, I want a strawberry milkshake. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds delicious. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Yeah. So that's what we normally, normally it's just like milk or water regularly throughout the day. Um, but yeah, you caught so, me on a good day where I had something different. <laughs> so I've been, for, okay, so for a long time I was on this, you know, water only kick on drinks. 
like only water, maybe green tea. <laughs> but I have learned a bit more, maybe been exposed to a bit more. And I am no longer of the mindset that water is the only healthful drink. Totally. And I think that there's a lot to be um, added to the diet through other things that you can consume in a liquid form. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think fermented drinks. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to, we'll get there, touch on this a little bit further down. I I actually think this goes, um, transitions really well to there's, there was a good quote in nourishing traditions that Corey wanted to share with us. Right. So it's not necessarily a quote, but it's Sally has this theory, um, about how the cravings that we have for sodas sugary things, alcohol, comes from a deep memory of lacto-fermented beverages. Okay, so um, the idea being that, you know, our bodies can hold on to genetic memory and that we are maybe tapping into that memory when we're drinking these ridiculously sugary drinks. (laughs) It's my bias showing. Um, (laughs) But I think that it makes sense to me that these things. (laughs) Here we go. I'm going to get off soapbox for a second. The industrial food industry has taken good things and bastardized them. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So. Seriously, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I could not agree more with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, just thinking about in the past what people would do to, whether it was for celebrations or whether it was just to try and preserve certain fo- certain types of foods or whether it was done for like ceremonial reasons or for healing reasons. I mean, I want to say like ferment, fermented foods go back, you know, from the beginning of time and fermented drinks the same. Um, I mean, isn't the very first fermented beverage ever made? Isn't that mead? That maybe. Yeah. I I, I actually think I did read that somewhere. Don't remember where, of course, but (laughs) the first fermented beverage ever made was mead. Um, And that was just some person who decided to take honey and say, oh, I wonder what happens if I let it sit for a long time with water. Um, But yeah, these, you're so right that the industrial food corporations have essentially taken them and profited from them and marketed them and said, you know, I don't know. What can we do to sell make more of these more sugary drinks? Yeah. Yeah. Make them more addictive. Yeah. Yeah. Also, because I think Coke was initially, it was a medicine too. I mean, like Coke, it was Coca-Cola made with cocaine. Supposedly. But yeah, I'm right. 
That's no. not a good thing, guys. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Coke. Cocaine. No. Oh, 100%. Google that. Not right now. Do it later. Okay, fine. <laughs> we have to record an ex- episode. Okay. We're going to move on from Coca-Cola yeah, and cocaine. Um, but 100%, everybody should look that up. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So, sodas, teas, coffee, alcohol, all these things are huge in our lives today. Um, juice cleanse- cleanses. God, I told you my tongue's not yeah. going to um, LaCroix, like all of those sparkling water beverages. Yep. And then um, for our kids, like they're expected to have um, juice boxes with lunch at school, um, flavored milks that are made with low-fat milk and all these sugars. Um Gatorades at every sporting event, all the things. And and these things, again, come from a good place. <laughs> and they just have been... Okay. Uh, so let's talk about um, what these normal everyday kid drinks and I guess adults are drinking them too. Um, what are they doing for our kids' bodies? Are they giving them, you know, fuel? Are they giving them energy? What? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're saying, especially with the um, sports drinks and stuff, it's, it's to renew electrolytes or um, fuel your body, or those vitamin waters are supposed to be healthier. Um, I had a kid in my science class last year at the co-op I was teaching, and he was like, yeah, I drink these vitamin waters because they're healthier. I'm just like, okay. This is a space science class. It's not nutrition. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, unfortunately, I think especially when it comes to kids drinks, like, I mean, any of them really, but kids drinks like the juice boxes or the Gatorades. I mean, those are just empty calories, empty nutrition, spiking blood sugar, like crazy, especially the juice boxes. Um, and even drinks like Gatorade have artificial colors in them. And it's not really serving our kids in any way. And depending on how many juice boxes a kid drinks, it's kind of filling your tummy, especially a a smaller kid. I mean, they have smaller tummies than adults do. And so it's filling their stomach with just these literal, it's just empty calories. And then they're going to be hungry a few, you know, it's going to spike their blood sugar. They're going to crash maybe 30 minutes to an hour later. And not only that, but it's dumping mass amounts of sugar into their body and really making, you know, their pancreas and their liver and all of that work over time to process all of that sugar out. Um, so, it, I mean, if someone is moving from 
super conventional to, you know, they're trying to take the next steps. I mean, one of the first things I like to say is just cut out the juice boxes. And that can be done as simple as in one one swoop, you just eliminate them and you just say, we're not going to drink them anymore. Or you can do things like water them down. You can dilute them to slowly wean off of them. Um, but we don't need the juice boxes. <laughs> <laughs> They're not necessary. Uh, but there, you know, on the flip side, there are some drinks that can be nutrient dense. And this is kind of what we were starting the episode with when we were talking about how initially in the past, many of these drinks were fermented. So just a few off the top of our head that we thought of were drinks like beet kvass and kefir. Did I say that right? I always say it incorrectly. I don't know. I think there's like yeah. five ways to say it. I will I know, say I've heard my Russian said my Russian said my Russian friend says kefir. Okay. I used oh. to say kefir. We almost always kefir. say kefir at my house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So keep kefir, um, <laughs> raw milk kefir or water kefir, kombucha, June tea, kombucha, um, ginger and root beers. There's fermented lemonades. Um, I mean, wine is fermented. Beers are fermented. Uh, there's so many different types of fermented drinks that we're not even familiar with just based on, you know, where we live. I know that in other parts of the world, they'll ferment grains or they'll ferment certain types of fruits or vegetables, um, to make drinks. Um, Allison from, oh yeah. Ancestral kitchen. Ancestral kitchen. Yeah. So their podcast, she's always talking about how she makes, um, it's some sort of homemade beer. Is it malt barley? I don't know. But it's I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> she makes, she makes a fermented, it's a, it's kind of like a beer, but she uses a grain. You're yeah. so right. Anyway, we (laughs) definitely check out their podcast. She has lots of fermented goodies on her um, website and podcast. But so, oh, so moving away from fermented drinks, other drinks that can be nutrient dense are raw milk. (laughs) I mean, that (laughs) alone, that's like a superfood. And we are not really going to go into raw milk because raw milk deserves its own episode. So we're just going to mention it. Um, then there's drinks like tonics and tonics used to be used for healing or, um, yeah, like mostly healing and, uh, instances like that. So there's drinks. If, if you open up to the back of the nourishing traditions book there, it's almost at the very end of the book, there's an entire section on tonics. And one of them is the raw liver tonic. And this happens to be one of my favorite. Um, and it's called Pottinger's Cocktail in the Nourishing Traditions book. Uh, and then I have a recipe on my blog as well. But then Is there's your, also... Did you change yours? I just added more to it. Okay. So it's essentially the same thing as Pottinger's Cocktail, but you can just... you. I mean, you can add anything to it. 
Um, so I, mean, I like this to is add cayenne like pepper. A Bloody Mary, though, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a glorified Bloody Mary. It's better than the Bloody Mary because it doesn't have the alcohol. It has raw liver. <laughs> <laughs> I would be I caught like dead saying that in a bar. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> totally. Um, um, good. Oh, yeah. And then Corey recommended like Switchel and apple cider tonics. Apple cider tonics. Those are really delicious. Um, then other drinks you can homemade smoothies. I mean, smoothies are just, I think one of the best ways to dump a whole bunch of nutrient dense foods and blend it up and you can drink it. It's so good. Then, I feel like we need to do an episode on smoothies. Oh, for sure. We touched yeah. on it a little bit in the breakfast episode. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Go back and listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, lemonades and juices. Okay, here's what I want to say about, like, if you're going to make your own lemonade or juice or, or something like that. The first is the amount of sweetener that you are going to put in it is going to be so much less than what is in it at the grocery store. And you can actually dilute it. So to make a juice, it does require a lot of fruit, but you have the option of either including the whole fruit, which will add the fiber and, um, you know, you have the whole fruit versus what you're drinking from a juice box at a grocery store, which is just the concentrate. So it's not even the whole fruit. Um, or like I said, you could dilute it. You could add fat to it to try and help um, slow that influx of sugar into your system. Um, you can control the sweetener amount. I mean, I just, I really think that if we are going to drink these, you know, fun beverages like lemonades and juices and things like that, it's better to make them at home. Um, Corey, Corey has a really amazing lemonade recipe which I'm making for a baby shower this weekend oh yay yeah that's fun we're gonna bring it up again at the end but um (laughs) and then the last thing I want to bring up is electrolyte drinks so I can't tell you how many times I've heard adults and just people say I love Pedialyte it's so delicious I drink it all the time really yes and I'm thinking You know, you can make your own that doesn't have all of the crappy ingredients in it. Um, so, yeah, definitely. It, you, it is possible to make your own electrolyte drinks, especially now in the summertime when it's really hot. And if And if you would rather not make your own, a brand that I think is probably the cleanest out there for just like electrolyte powders is the LM. And tea brand by Rob Wolf. Yeah. I think it's Rob Wolf, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I buy those. Yeah. I mean, those are really good. <laughs> they are he salty. Has... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's what you need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You need the salt. You need the lemon, a little bit of whey if possible, you know, a little bit of maple syrup um, or honey or whatever. You can also but, yeah. just drink coconut water. Yes. Exactly. You can also just drink coconut water <laughs> for sure. So it's, it's, it's not necessary to spend the money on all of these drinks. Corey's messing with her uh, makeshift My studio. Down. 
Yeah. <laughs> My blanket fort. <laughs> oh, Side wow. note, Corey is still kind of moving into her house and doing stuff. And so she's recording from inside of a closet. Yeah. Wanted to know that. I think this is probably where it's going to be for a while until we can renovate the garage. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, <laughs> stay away from that garage for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, and do we have to talk about that now? <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm sure that'll come up on another time. Um, We'll leave people hanging. They'll be dying to know. Okay. Instead, we're going to move to water. <laughs> Much more interesting. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I guess we just, we want to just touch on water real quick. That Again, that could be an episode in of itself. But this idea of just consuming water, there are better ways to hydrate your body than just plain water. Um, right, so like, there is a big push, for, especially among women, right? To get those giant jugs and they have like time stamps on them, you know, like by 10 a.m. I have to drink this much. And then by 4 p.m., if I hadn't had the whole water, then I'm failing. Yeah. I, okay, I get really upset about diet culture in general and we'll probably talk about that at some point but this is diet culture and it's kind of a lie that you have to be drinking what is it two gallons of water a day or a gallon of water a day that's not actually hydrating your body that's just over taxing your liver I just yeah. bumped to the table. I got really passionate and used my hands. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, we need to be, first of all, need to be drinking quality water. So if it's possible to get, to have filtered water, drink filtered water. Um, add some salt to your water. It's going to help your body absorb it. Uh, it, it. It's actually going to hydrate you better than just regular water. Um Add a little bit of lemon. You can even add minerals. There's trace minerals that you can add to your water. Um, but yeah, this idea of just like drinking gallons and gallons of water is not necessarily going to quench your thirst. It's more about the quality of the water and the the minerals and um, how your body is absorbing it. So, but yeah, and I'm and I mean. Like we learned at the conference, there's also like structured water. So you can sing to your water. You can tell it how much you love it. I mean, you might be laughing in your I'm car laughing. or wherever you're listening right now. <laughs> but this this is actually true. And we learned this, you know, from uh, one of the presenters at the conference. It's water has a fourth state. Um, but we'll leave you hanging with that. Go watch that conference talk. Well, there's also a book. Um, yeah, there's a lot of information on it. Tom Cowan has a book on it, right? Uh, is it Tom Cowan? Oh, no, I'm drawing a blank. Does he? Does he have a book on water? I knew he had a book on the heart. I didn't know if he had a book on the water as well. I think he does. 
Oh, I'm so sorry, Tom. <laughs> we don't know this. Oh, man. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. It may be somebody else, but I think it's Tom Cowan. Okay. Oh, it's something about the structure of water or I don't know. I'm making that up now. No, you're right. Cancer and the new biology of water. That's it. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I mean, he talks about structured water. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, so it is the dead of summer. It is hot where you live in Texas. It is hot where I live in Georgia. <laughs> when we were writing up this outline, we didn't even think about hot drinks. Until <laughs> we were like, oh, wait a minute. There's like half the year or maybe even half the world that is cold for a good amount of the year. And they're not drinking lemonade. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, so let's touch on hot beverages. Um, number one on the list has to be bone broth. Yep. Um, this is something that I don't drink a lot in the summer because I just can't Neither stand it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I- but in the winter, it's fantastic um i cook with it in the summer so we're just like getting it but in the winter um like there's almost nothing like a mug of broth um and i don't know why i just thought about this this week <laughs> but i made i needed broth and I needed it super fast. Like I needed it within an hour because, and I didn't have any in my freezer, but I needed it to make lunch. So what I did was I pulled my bones out of my freezer. I stuck them in the instant pot and basically made, um, like a stock, like a quick stock. I think I put it in there for maybe, I think this session of the instant pot was like 15 minutes. So you're still getting a little bit out of the bones, but then after I used that, I put more water in and then set it to go again for the 24 hours that I would usually make broth with. So I got double. Oh, that's really smart. I'm feeling like it was a really brilliant move. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't have an Instapot, but I've done something similar where, I mean, I, I can't remember last minute like that I let's say I remember like in the morning for lunch so maybe like four hours before and I'll start it in the crock pot or on the stove and then I'll just take from it for the meal and then add more water like you said and just keep cooking it's kind of like if you make a meat stock which is what they use on gaps Mm -hmm. and then you save the bones and make bones bone broth later yeah 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 (laughs) okay so bone broth um is usually something that's savory because you're usually adding a lot of salt and let me 
promise you, if you do not add enough salt to your bone broth, it tastes like dirty dishwater. Yep. It is absolutely essential to properly salt your bone broth. Yeah. And it's going to be more than you think it is. So if you take a sip of your bone broth and you're going, ugh, this is really gross. Add more salt. Yeah. Maybe add some herbs. Oh, I did want to say, I don't know if you do this, Christine, but I started adding, I mean, I usually add chicken feet, but I started adding um, livers to my bone broth. Oh. So that we're getting, you know, the good stuff from the liver. And we don't actually yeah. have to eat the liver. <laughs> um, I think I, I've only done that a handful of times, maybe like two or three times. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. You can also, if you have gizzards, you can add gizzards to it. Make sure they're really because, cleaned well. Yeah, because gizzards take a really long time to cook. And then you can take the meat from the gizzards. And my friend Janine has a great... <laughs> meatball recipe with chicken and gizzards. It's actually really delicious. Oh. Yeah, I think gizzards are underrated. They don't taste bad at all. It's really easy to incorporate them into anything. You can also make chicken salad with them. Like you could take the meat from the gizzards and add it to a chicken salad and really not even know it's there. Are gizzards more like a muscle meat? I, I would imagine they are because of what they are on the chicken. They are the, no that makes sense. yeah, they, they're what helps grind the food, like the grain that the chicken eats. Yeah. So I guess they're used a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Aside from that, if you do not salt your broth in the beginning of the process, which you shouldn't do, um, then... And, and you don't add a whole lot of aromatics like onions and garlic and turmeric or whatever. You can then take bone broth and make hot chocolate with it. I've never done this. I'm so skeptical of it. <laughs> so really, though, if you make bone broth without a lot of other things, it doesn't taste very savory. It's mild. And so then if you add, you know, maple syrup and um, milk and cocoa, then it it covers that, you know, bony flavor really pretty easily. Okay. I'll have to try it in six months when it's not 110 degrees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can also make popsicles with bone broth. Oh, yeah. That's Following so that true. same idea. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to have to think about that one. <laughs> okay, that's not a drink. Um, other ones on our hot drinks list. Um, golden milk, which is made with turmeric. You can also have that cold um, vanilla milk, which I make for my kids. Let me throw in here, though. If you're going to make um, anything with milk, don't heat the milk to the point of 
boiling. You want to heat it to the point where you can like stick your finger in it and it feels warm, but it's not scalding because if you're using, uh, well, I guess this only applies if you're using raw milk, but if you're using raw milk, you don't want to pasteurize it. Right. So don't, don't pasteurize it. Just cook it so it gets warm, but not crazy hot. Um, all right. So my kids really love vanilla steamers. That is essentially just raw milk, a tiny bit of maple syrup, and a tiny bit of vanilla. And sometimes we use that blender stick and it gets frothy. Mm. Um, tea. That can also be um, cold. And hot or cold. Yeah. We also like to make those tea lattes, which is, you know, basically tea. With a tea. Bit of milk. We use tea. Well, we, we did use raw cream, but I don't have a raw cream source down here. So it would be raw milk, tea, um, honey, and vanilla. Okay. That sounds good. I feel like there was something else I was going to mention that we didn't write down and now I can't remember what it was I mean obviously coffee I guess but we decided coffee was going to be that could be a whole nother episode yeah it pro- we probably need to talk on that at some point yeah not today friends <laughs> nope but We are going to touch for a small bit on alcohol. Yeah. Go ahead, Corey. All right. So I think we all know that uh, women, specifically moms, are targeted with this whole, you know, wine o'clock culture drink your coffee till you get to your wine time. (laughs) And this is not cool, guys. Like, we need to stop. (laughs) The whole... Just getting right to the point. I I just can't. I can't. The whole, like, hot mess mom thing, like, come on, people. This is not how we want to live our lives. Okay? Not that I'm saying I have it all together, but actually... My husband was out of town like a week ago and he, I texted him every single day and I was like, I don't want to do this mom thing anymore. (laughs) However, (laughs) um, okay. So mom life is not easy, but what's not going to make it easier is being drunk. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be the episode where everybody's like, "Nope, we're done with these people." <laughs> I know. I, I mean, this is such a hard subject because it has truly become a part of our culture, and so much so that the industry has. And I don't know if this is the industry marketing that it has become a part of the culture. Or this is 
just the way women slash moms specifically are coping with all of the hard aspects of being a mom. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, whether, whether we decide to drink a glass of wine at the end of the day or not, I just think it's important to be aware that this is what's happening, that we are being targeted. We're being targeted by the alcohol industry and we're being targeted by, I don't know, like TV shows. And I mean, it's, it's everywhere and we're being saturated with it. And I think that it's important for us to be able to take, um, to just be aware and, and, and say, you know what, I don't, if you choose to not be a part of that, say, I don't want to be a part of that. Or if you are going to be a part of it, you know, that's okay too, just so that you know. Um, yeah, I went, now I went off on a tangent. Well, okay. So I have a pub shed, right? We, (laughs) we built a pub in our backyard in Maryland, and then we brought it with us to Georgia. It's this little Irish pub in a shed. It's really cute. (laughs) We had a blast building it. And I do drink alcohol. You don't drink very much, right? No, not very much. I'm, I'm a pathetic drinker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's a problem. Um, but I, when I drink, I drink maybe a drink, maybe two. And almost always when I'm drinking something, I'm drinking something that I really enjoy. Like my intention is not to get drunk. I will, there will, there will be a couple of times a year where that's the intention. Um, and I almost always regret it. (laughs) And I always go, this is not going to happen again because it feels terrible. And my body is, you know, just, I don't want to feel that way. I spend a lot of time focusing on nutrition and, um, you know, healthy sleep habits and trying to decrease my stress, all of those things. So I don't want to spend time reversing those. Um, all that to say though, like, I don't look down on drinking. I just think that we are being sold a bag of lies. Oh, yeah. No, I Um, like the way you said that. That's so true. It's it's not going to solve problems. It's not going to decrease your anxiety. It's not going to help you escape from whatever stresses from being a mom or life are. It's just not. In fact, it's going to make everything a lot worse. (laughs) Yeah. So instead, drink a glass of raw milk or bone broth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Or like Corey said, you know, just, but okay. So Corey, if, if we are drinking, why do you think we need to choose an organic wine, for example, or like, why would, why, why should we even care about the ingredients in our alcohol? 
Well, I think part of that comes down to if you're going to spend a lot of time cultivating what you put into your body, why would you completely throw that out the window when it goes to alcohol? Especially if this is something that you enjoy more than rarely. Um, I probably have a drink a week, maybe two a week in general. Um, and almost always it's going to be something like a gin and tonic and I make homemade tonic because then I get the, um, benefits of a homemade tonic. Um, and for whatever reason, supposedly gin helps you absorb what's in the tonic. I don't know. know. I have not researched that, but I heard it at one point. Um, And then I will drink um, wines, specifically wines from Dry Farm Wines, because they are low in sugar. They don't have added sugars. Like if you go to the grocery store and buy a bottle of wine, which did you know you can't do that in Maryland, but you can do it in Georgia. (laughs) So if you go to the grocery store and you pick up a bottle of wine and you flip it over and it says the ingredients, there are like a bajillion ingredients that are not going to be on that label because they're not legally required to put them on the label. They're just sort of like the industry standards. And um, those are things like purple dyes or red dyes um, they add tons of sugar, they add, um, GMO yeasts, all of these things that they're adding, not to mention all of the things that they're adding to the grapes themselves, like the, um, help me out. The pesticides. Thank you. Those things. (laughs) Um, all of these things are going to be in this wine to help them make the wine more consistent so they can make tons and tons of bottles of the same exact thing. Um, But if you're buying wines, you can buy some locally, you know, and you'll probably get a better uh, bottle of wine. Um, The company that I buy wines from is Dry Farm Arms, and you've probably heard of them if you're around this sort of you know, healthier circles because they are doing everything they can to source wine from people who are doing the growing well, the, the making of the wine well, they're paying people fair wages, all these things. Anyway, we are hopefully going to have Todd from Dry Farms on the show. So we aren't going to spend a ton of time talking about that, but Um, I'm an affiliate with them. So if you would like to buy through me, reach out on Instagram and I'll send you my link. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited for that episode. The other thing is, is it goes back to what we said in the very beginning, like beer, wine, um, alcohol in general is something that's been taken by industrial food and just ruined. You know, these are things that would have been 
like if you listen to um or, or read stories from antiquity they're always drinking beer they're always drinking wine and these were things that they did to make the water safer to drink you know they weren't crazy high in alcohol content these were fermented beverages that they drank regularly not to get drunk but to add to their you know healthy diets oh yeah i didn't think about that you're right yeah there's a few women in the the book that i'm still reading i'm so close to finishing it um but the one on chewing the fat and they talk about osterias and how they have these wines and the women are talking about the fermented wine and how they made it and how much care goes into it. So, yeah. Mm. Agree with what you just said. Um, so if we want, we're going to wrap up a little bit on drinks and I think one thing that we want to bring up go back to is so we talked a little bit about like some drinks that we consume in our home what about how do you manage certain drinks outside of the home so things like juice or sodas or how would you manage any of those drinks outside of your own home let's say you're at a birthday party or um yeah, f- so in, side note, when I lived in Chicago, I did not see a lot of kids drinking sodas. It wasn't until I moved back to Texas that I saw kids, my kids' age, at birthday parties, drinking sodas. And I was, frankly, I was shocked. I mean, I, you know, I grew up here, but I forgot that this, like, soda culture for kids begins at, like, five or six. Um. And so obviously my kids were like, wait, what is that? What are, what are they drinking? Yeah. Okay. So I know we've talked about this a lot. People are probably sick of hearing it, but, um, in general at birthday parties, I let my kids eat what other kids are eating. Um, However, when it comes to drinks, I will put my foot down. Um, I don't think I've been to a birthday party where they've had soda for kids. I think they're generally, they've been juice boxes and waters. And I usually say my kids can have one juice box and then they can have water from there on out. Um, I haven't been to a birthday party in Georgia, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I I believe we did touch on this in a previous episode. I'll reiterate it in case someone didn't hear it. But um, I do something similar to you, Corey. But I, I tell them they can choose one food item from the birthday party. So a 
typical birthday party has pizza, juice box, and cake or cupcakes, and they get to pick one of those three options. And I don't think they've ever picked the juice box. It's always been either the pizza or the cupcake or the cake. Um, and I'm, I'm very firm about drinks like that outside of the home as well. So it's, sodas are absolutely (laughs) not a, you know, that's not an option. Uh, of course my kids are younger. We will see how that works as they get older. Um, but, and, oh yeah, my son had, there were juice boxes offered at his, after his soccer games. And I would just tell him, you have your water here. You know, the water is going to hydrate you better than the juice will. Um, so instead of demonizing the juice, especially in front of his friends, it was just like the water is a better option for your body after you've been sweating and, you know, exercising. Um, so I'm curious and I did not look this up. Maybe I should have, but, um, like if the option is a, one of those kind of mini cans of Sprite, you know, it's not the full size one, but like the half size, um, and a Capri Sun, which is worse. Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like we would have to... We'd have to look it up. We'd have to look it up. But I have kind of... And again, I don't have any reasoning behind this. I haven't done the research, but I've kind of just gone at birthday parties. You know what? Those are pretty much the same thing. (laughs) One's just sparkling. Um. So. Yeah, so ingredients in a Capri Sun are uh, water, sugar, pear, and grape juice concentrate, citric acid, orange, apple, and pineapple juice concentrate, natural flavor. There's your basic okay, so there's Capri no Sun. Syrup. No, so that, that actually surprises me. Me too. Um, and then ingredients in a Sprite are carbonated water, sugar, citric acid, sweeteners, Ooh, aspartame. Oh, Lord. What? Um, in Sprite? And it, yeah. In like a regular so, one? Not a diet? Um, let's see here. Okay. A regular carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, citric acid, oh. natural flavors, sodium citrate, sodium benzo- benzoate. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Bad news bears. What? Oh, it's just that this bad stuff in a Sprite. (laughs) Oh, oh, she said bad news bears and then looked up at the ceiling and I was expecting the ceiling to fall. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, guys. There's a lot of side commentary on this episode. We apologize. Um, we're, we're just trying to make practice. a drink up. We haven't done this yeah. so <laughs> I know. So that's okay. There you go, folks. There's your okay, option. Okay, wait. We did want to chat, though, about... Um, oh, I just want to say that if soda is a thing, and I think that we talked about this on the desserts episode, but 
if you have, you know, this craving for soda, like the other day out of the blue, I was like, oh my gosh, I'd really like a Dr. Pepper right now. Like what? I never feel like that, but I felt like that the other day. And Dr. Pepper, gross. Oh no. Dr. Pepper was always my favorite. Oh, that's so funny. I was definitely a Coke person. I mean, no, Dr. Pepper. Okay. Um, which was also supposedly a health tonic at some point. Oh, like geez. they they market it as a health tonic. Um anyway. Um if those are flavors that you enjoy, there are ways to recreate them in more healthful ways. So um when I make kombucha, actually I don't make kombucha anymore because it's a really long process. I make water kefir uh, now and I make these herbal um, flavoring syrups that taste more like cola or like Dr. Pepper um, and they're just flavored with fruit. Sometimes I think they have honey or maple syrup for because you have to have sugar in those um, June or kombucha or water kefir because that's what the SCOBY eats. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. If that's yeah, I mean something that you really enjoy, then you don't have to cut it out of your life. Yeah, water kefirs are delicious and they have that, like that bubbly sensation that Sometimes people are yearning when they cut out sodas and things like that. So, I mean, honestly, there are so many beverages that we did not even touch on. And it's possible that we forgot some obvious ones (laughs) that we'll think of later. Um, But before we leave, I just want to remind everyone that Corey has this delicious lemonade recipe on her Instagram is that where the recipe is, or do you have it on your blog as well? Uh, it's not on my blog. It's just on Instagram. I am kind of slowly trying to get the recipes that I have on Instagram onto my blog, but it's slow because I only do it when I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, what's it called? What's the lemonade recipe called? Okay, so we call it, this is funny, we call it pond scum lemonade, and that's because I was drinking it at work one time. And my cousin came in and he's like, oh my God, what are you drinking? He said, it looks like pond scum because it's kind of brown because it has maple syrup and it has mint leaves and um, chia seeds and uh, bee pollen floating in it. So it looks like frog eggs and like gross algae or whatever. It's so funny. <laughs> so pond scum lemonade. So if you want some pond scum, <laughs> check out the recipe on Corey's I feel like Instagram. Like that's a Salatin type thing, you know? Yeah. Like yes. Trough water or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Right. It's on my um, Instagram. Yeah. And 
think that's all I we guess. got. Yeah. Yeah. As always, if you get a chance, please like, subscribe, and review. We absolutely love getting the DMs from you guys and um, reading the reviews. So go ahead and leave one. Okay, so I remembered what I forgot earlier. And this is a weird place to put this into the podcast, but deal. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I just want to encourage people that if you've never made a fermented beverage, um, milk kefir and water kefir are probably the easiest ones. And you can buy water kefir grains and milk kefir grains online or um if you have you know a local Weston price good lord my tongue <laughs> a Weston a price community you could probably get grains from somebody locally and just try it like it really is very easy it only takes a couple days and your you know actual active time making it is like five minutes Thank you for adding that. That's so true. It's super easy. I would add beet kvass to that too. Beet kvass. If you happen to like beets, beet kvass is super easy to make. Very I've never made that. I've never actually had it either. Oh, I love beet kvass. So I did I one really time like go to my friend's house and she's from India and she gave me this drink and she didn't call it kvass, but it was made with beets and it was fermented and it was very salty is that Sounds what like I drink? Big boss. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have had it. Yeah. 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 She called it the Indian name though. So I don't know what it was anyway. All right, guys. I think that's all we've got. Thank you for listening. And hopefully this isn't the episode that turns you off for our show of all of our ranting. <laughs> Yep. Stay tuned for more good ones. <laughs> Alrighty. See y'all. Bye. I'm saying that now because I live in Georgia. Thanks for listening to Modern Ancestral Mamas. Check out the show notes for the resources. You can find Christine on Instagram at Nourish the Littles and online at nourishthelittles.com. You can find Corey on Instagram at For Nutrient Sake and online at fornutrientsake.com. Follow us on Instagram at Modern Ancestral Mamas. The information contained in this show is for informational purposes only. It should not be intended as medical advice and should not replace your relationship with your healthcare practitioner.